Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for downloading the John Kintura Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Live from America's finest city, it's the John Cantera Show. Oh, doctor! Now, here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. Hour number two on a Tuesday, a gorgeous day in America's finest city. Hope everyone having a great day, and uh, we're looking forward to getting to more of your phone calls. Got a great topic today. Love to hear from you. Who is the first pro athlete you ever met? Who is the first pro athlete that you ever met? Love to hear from you. Our phone number at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Also, uh, you want to stay connected with all your friends here at 97.3 The Fan? While we keep uh, social distancing, you can do that by uh, joining our live video session on Twitter at 97.3 The Fan SD. Uh, ben and Woods do theirs on Monday after their show at 9.15. I will be doing mine tomorrow at 11.15 prior to tomorrow afternoon uh, get-together. And Gwen and Chris, uh, Fridays at 2.15. 97.3 The Fan is helping San Diego. Stay connected. Uh, for more, uh, go to our radio.com slash stay connected so we all stay connected on 97.3 The Fan. I uh, want to get, uh, and we're going to get to phone calls here in a minute. we got a lot to get done uh, this hour of the program. Coming up uh, at 1.15, NFL.com's ideal top two picks for all 32 teams. We'll get you both the NFC and the AFC. Also this hour, we have Bench the Coach. Uh, we'll look forward to that. And uh, once again uh, today, uh, we're going to uh, uh, be playing to see if you can uh, take me down. I don't know. Uh, I, I did okay yesterday, Braden. I won again yesterday. That's right. You did. You're on like a six-game winning streak. Six-game winning streak, and we got Panera Bread uh, $50 gift card if you're able to take me down. Again, that'll be coming up at 150. Uh, prior to the bottom of the hour, Braden will give us a little uh, uh, insight on uh, what direction he's going to go today. Uh, I want to get to this University of Cincinnati uh, story. They dropped men's soccer this morning because of the uncertainty of the coronavirus and whether or not they'd have a, a team in the fall and, and even play. And, but before that, I want to go back, Braden, to earlier in the uh, first hour. We were talking about the Raiders. Uh, and that stadium in Vegas may not be ready in time, but they've got an alternate plan to where they possibly could play if the stadium is not uh, ready. And one of those places 
is right here in America's finest city. Uh, yeah, they're thinking about potentially playing in uh, San Diego if they cannot get the stadium ready in Vegas. They're also thinking about uh, games in Salt Lake City and Phoenix, um, surprisingly enough. Apparently, the uh, the closest venue is Phoenix, but they'd have to share with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the uh, second closest uh, away is uh, San Diego, which is only five hours away from Las Vegas. Uh, they would, of course, have to play at Qualcomm State or uh, San Diego County Credit Union Stadium, uh, and then the other one, of course, is Salt Lake City, uh, which is only six, which is six hours away from Vegas. It's the farthest distance of the three proposed destinations. They would play at uh, Rice Eccles Stadium, where the University of Utah plays football again. Uh, this is a situation in which they do not have a stadium. This is a situation in which uh, they're still playing games. Uh, and, of course, the thing that was the most uh, surprising, well, not really surprising, but the thing of most note is uh, Oakland was not considered uh, a, a destination at this point. So it sounds like they're done playing in Oakland. Uh, they might have the possibility of playing in Phoenix and San Diego or in Salt Lake City. Again, they might even have to, like, adjust the schedule they have to play away games early and play home games late potentially as well a lot of moving parts the nfl is expected to release their schedule coming up uh in a couple weeks here as the start of may rolls around well arizona to me doesn't make sense at all and if i'm the cardinals i'm saying there's no way uh, the raiders are coming to arizona there's just no way i'm going to allow that to happen and i certainly understand why they wouldn't uh, Salt Lake would be great for the folks up there in Utah. They'd get some NFL football. Uh, Rice Eccles Stadium is a great stadium. I've been there uh, several times to do games. Uh, that would be uh, that would be uh, very nice. And of course, I think there's a good contingent of Raider fans here in San Diego, and I think they'd pack that stadium. I think uh, a lot of NFL people that are starving for an NFL football game to go to live that haven't wanted to drive up to Carson because they're mad at the Chargers and never want to see the Chargers uh, play in person again unless they're back in San Diego. I, I think they'd get a great crowd if they were playing a couple of games here this coming year. No, I think they would get a great crowd too, assuming that uh, you could have crowds because we can't uh, think too far in advance here, Coach. Of course, we have no idea what's going on, and uh, we are living day to day. But assuming you can't have crowds, I would imagine, uh, especially with where we're at right now in terms of no sporting events, uh, San Diego would totally pack that place in the, in the fall. I'd like to hear from the fans. i got to believe there are a lot of people in San Diego that love to go to a Raiders game. You know, the, the only uh, good thing uh, uh, better about the Raiders playing a game here would be one of the games against the Chargers. <laughs> uh, I would love to see that. That that oh, I mean, that would I've be been priceless, wouldn't it? I think a lot of San Diegans were like praying for that for the last three years because they've they've had this carrot dangle a handful of times, especially with the Raiders, in terms of them trying to find a new place to play, them getting a new stadium, yada yada yada. They're gonna stay in Oakland. Oakland doesn't want them anymore. Maybe they can play one year in San Diego. It keep the can the carrot keeps dangling, and I know the char- uh, Charger ex Charger fans are jumping at the bit uh, to potentially have this happen. Can you imagine Dean Spanos having to come back into uh, SDCCU Stadium? He wouldn't be able to be in his old box, and the the Chargers would be on the opposite sideline with the sun in their face. Exactly. It'd be fun to watch. Uh, They would get booed the entire time. It'd be tons of Raider fans. There are already a ton of Raider fans down here in general, but uh, it would would be a sight to see. It would definitely be something... uh, that would be super surreal for a lot of people that grew up being a Chargers fan in that stadium. It would be uh, it would be weird to have the Raiders shield painted on the midfield logo at, at SDCCU. 
So uh, for the fans uh, just tuning in, we're talking about the Raiders. If their stadium is not ready to go uh, when the NFL season kicks off, they've got uh, three uh, likely destinations, San Diego, Salt Lake, or Arizona. I think going up to Salt Lake, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, move your product around. I think going to Salt Lake makes a lot of sense. I mean, there are folks up there, they never see NFL games live. Yeah, that actually would make uh, a lot of sense in terms of, one, building the Raiders brand even more than it already is, and uh, two, maybe getting some people from uh, uh, Utah to come down to for some games every once in a while when the when the time comes to move back to Vegas. Uh, plus, it's, uh, it's not that big of a stadium, so you don't have to like, really worry about filling it, and you only have to, uh, you don't have to compete with another team there on Sundays like uh having to play in Arizona you'd have to deal with you'd have to the scheduling nightmare uh would be a problem for the NFL in terms of scheduling the Cardinals and the Raiders every other week from the same stadium you don't have to worry about the potential disaster that would be a a Raiders home game against the Chargers in San Diego Salt Lake City uh, actually would be a a pretty nice bet in a nice little stadium up there Uh, it'd be a little cold for the Raiders but um I think that would also be a good a good bet as well uh, let's jump over to the story regarding the University of Cincinnati. They dropped men's soccer this morning because of uh, uh, the unlikely uh, situation. Nobody knows anything right now. We don't know if we're going to play in the fall. We're, we're certainly hoping. But, you know, like I brought up earlier, J.D. Wicker was on with Gwen and Chris last week on Friday and said, hey, if they don't play football in the fall, there's a good chance there may not be any collegiate athletics uh, the entire uh, school year next year. But Cincinnati, you know, this story, if you read a little bit deeper, They may have been thinking about dropping uh, the men's team to begin with. This just made it a lot easier for them, I think, today. Uh, Yeah, I agree. It sounds like from uh, the reports we were getting out of Cincinnati, uh, according to Dan Wolken, that's a verified account for CBS, uh, he tweeted this out in terms of whether or not you should read into it. He said, no, I think Cincinnati was perhaps contemplating getting rid of men's soccer, and it was an easy make that uh, easy to make that cut as part of a kind of belt tightening everyone is doing. If there's no football, cutting soccer would be a drop in the bucket uh, in terms of uh, you know the overall athletic department. Uh, four major universities. So he says, don't weigh too much into it right now. But of course, if there's no football season, that's going to be a huge damper on collegiate athletics, and you might potentially see a lot of programs get dropped. Well, I certainly hope that's not the case, and I think what you're going to have to, to see now, Braden, and even at the high school level, I think, uh, you know, they always want coaches to raise money, but I think, you know, that's going to be a big part of a, a lot of coaches and administration going forward here the next couple of years to get this thing back on track uh, with uh, everything that's gone on uh, e- economics uh, right now in our country. Uh, you know, coaches are going to have to spend a lot of time uh, coming up with fundraisers and finding a way to, to make money for their program. I mean, just like, you know, we're talking about all the spring sports, uh, all those athletes are going to be given another year of eligibility. Well, I would hope and I would pray that they're going to be on the same scholarship next year as they were this year. But with that being said, now you've got a whole group of freshmen coming in that have been promised a certain amount uh, in scholarship money. Uh, you know, in baseball, they don't give full-ride scholarships. They do, but very few because you've only got like 11.7, and you break them up into, you know, halves and quarters and, you know, work financial aid. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of these programs are going to have to find ways to raise money uh, going forward. Right. There's a lot of things that uh... – need to be in place again it's only april 14th so there's a lot of time and who knows what's going to happen over the next couple months or so in terms of how testing is how antibody testing goes and uh, what you can and cannot do it's definitely hard to see and uh, you know it just 
getting tired of everybody just thinking so far out in advance in terms of years down the road of how we're not going to have sporting events and all this other stuff. I, I'm really curious to see how that works out for for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I know the governor spoke today, and I was on the air, so I didn't hear everything uh, he had to say. But he he complimented everybody. Everybody's doing a good job, and you know, keep uh, social distancing, keep washing your hands multiple times a day, don't uh, touch your face, and you know, do the things that we're doing. If we keep doing this, we're going to get out of this quicker than we would if we just kind of went on with our everyday life. Not only that, we're saving people's lives every day by not running around town. Right, and it's, uh, hopefully it pays dividends, and uh, I can't imagine us having to do this for, for months upon months. At that point, uh, I don't. there's going to be a lot of restless uh, in the community for sure, and not only just in the United States, but all around uh, the world as well. So uh, definitely some interesting times for sure. I would like to see a sense where we don't have to deal with cutting a lot of sports programs uh, for a lot of kids that uh, depend on that to, to end up getting an education. Uh, of course, the big sports are not going to get cut. They're going to keep those, the big money makers. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of sports, a lot of men's sports um, that uh, are going might have to get cut in terms of not having proper funding because of uh, the way Title IX works and everything. So it's not only some women's sports that we cut. There's going to be a lot of men's sports cut, too, because you want to hang on to that football team as long as possible to try to get as much money for your athletic department. Braden, I have so much respect for uh, every athlete. I don't care what sport it is. I mean, when I saw this today, it hurt me a little bit. I mean, because I've seen what has happened when teams have cut sports. Other schools in that conference or in the surrounding areas, they see it, they go, well, they did it. Uh, we ought to be able to do it. And then all of a sudden you have two or three or four teams in a short period of time do this, and it really evaporates to where a lot of the kids in that part of the country can go and, and get an opportunity to get part of their education paid for. So, you know, I think if you're a coach or a former college athlete and you see this today, it hurts you a little bit. Yeah, it does hurt you a little bit, uh, especially uh, anybody that uh, is missing their soccer season now, or anybody that's maybe a. I'm going to feel the wor- the worst for the uh, the spring sport athletes that lost this season, and then if their sport gets cut for next season, all of a sudden it's just it's over, uh, and then they're, and then they're going to have to go find some other place to try to transfer to and play. Uh, but I can't imagine there being a lot of open spots because if it gets cut at one school, it might get cut at a lot of other different schools. So who knows what the uh, the landscape's going to look like. All right, we're going to step aside. Again, the question of the day, who was the first pro athlete you ever met? I'd love to hear from you on that at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. When we come back, NFL.com's ideal top two picks for all 32 teams. We have them. We'll share them next right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. One twenty-three. the time. Uh, we're going to get to uh, 
the uh, top two picks, uh, according to NFL.com, for all the 32 teams as we uh, work our way towards uh, 3 o'clock today. And, uh, again, coming up at the 2 o'clock hour, the Padres' all-time uh, best third baseman, according to A.J. Casavell. We'll uh, uh, share that with you. We're also going to talk with Bodie DeSilva from Scorebook Live uh, about his uh, San Diego all-time uh, section baseball team uh, that uh, played in the big leagues. We'll be doing that at 2.30 with him. I want to get back to the phones. I get out to Jimmy in Chula Vista. Jimmy, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Coach, I was so happy Saturday. I walked out to my mailbox, and there was my draft guide. And I thought, oh, God, I've got it for the whole weekend. I've got it for the whole weekend. And, uh, yeah, I was overjoyed. Coach, he's a great man. He talked to me one time for, like, 15 minutes. I called and asked if my money order had arrived. This is a few years ago. And like I said, he took 15 minutes and was telling me how he used to scout for the Ravens and the Steelers. And uh, just, a, just a good man. Good man. Oh, so yeah, Coach- Dan Schonk is the best. Uh, he's my favorite guy uh, uh, this time of year. Uh, we're going to, uh, later in the week, hopefully we're going to track down Eddie Brown, who I think is doing a great job for the Union Tribune. I mean, I'm glad they give him as much uh, opportunity to write uh, about the draft, and Eddie's doing a great job. We're going to get him on later in the week. But Dan Schonk has been doing it for well over 30 years, and he's as good as it gets. Yeah, Eddie Brown's doing a great job. And, Coach, I believe it was 1961 because it, I remember it was not long after Kenny Hubs passed away. The Cubs came here to pay, play the Cleveland Indians in an exhibition game at Westgate Park. And it, you couldn't get near Rocky Colavito. You couldn't get near Ernie Banks. So there was a guy leaning up against the fence. And, Coach, I know you're going to remember Gal Maxville. Oh, yeah, the shortstop for the Cardinals. Yeah, and at this time he was in – he was – with the Indians at this time before he went to the Cardinals. And he was couldn't have been nicer, Coach. I go, Mr. Maxwell, can I have your autograph, sir? Because my parents taught me how to approach somebody for an autograph. And uh, he goes, yeah. And I go, you got three hits last night. And uh, he goes, well, I just hope I can do it today. And, and I think it was a doubleheader. And I told him, hey, you got six ga- or two games, uh, Mr. Maxwell. You can do it. And he could not be- have been nicer. So your first encounter with a pro athlete, and he was very nice to me, Coach. Oh, that's great stuff. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. You know, Kenny Hubs, uh, you know, was a great player. Uh, actually, he got killed uh, on February 13, 1964. So it was probably – it was after that or before that? Oh, it has, it has to be after that, Coach, because I think I – yeah – well, I think I was in Little League, so maybe it has to be after 64. Well, it must have been the 64 but, uh, season because he got killed in February of 64 up in Provo, Utah. Yeah, because I remember he had passed away, and uh, and I think at this time Ron Santo was like in double A. Ron Santo hadn't even been called up yet, and he was a guy you couldn't get near either, Coach. He was, there were all kinds of reporters, and people flocked around him, as well as Ernie Banks, like I said, and Rocky Colavito. The main guys you couldn't get near. I ended up getting autographs from like George Altman, Irv Norin. Oh yeah, left-hand hitting George Altman, who went to Japan and had a nice career over in Japan. And Woody Held, he was like a shortstop, uh-huh. I think, for shortstop second baseman. It was just a great time, Coach. I just yeah. remember when someone would hit a foul ball at Westgate Park, and you waited a few seconds, bang really loud on the corrugated tin roof. It was just, and then you could hear it roll into the parking lot. Uh, good stuff, Coach. Good uh, you stuff. know, I, and 
Jimmy, some good stuff on that. I appreciate the phone call as always. I remember uh, going to a couple of Thank games. You, I was very young, but I remember going to a couple of games at Westgate Park, and it was fantastic. It was a beautiful ballpark. Really, I think the Padres only played in there for about nine years, and then in 68, a year before they opened up uh, the big league ball club, they played their final year at uh, San Diego Stadium. And then in 69 is when the major league ball club uh, came uh, into fruition. But Kenny Hubbs, who uh, Jimmy mentioned, Kenny Hubbs was a rookie of the year in the National League, had a great uh, first year with the Cubbies, and then unfortunately got killed uh, in a, a plane uh, accident, a private plane accident up in uh, Utah. And he was only 22 years of age, and he was going to be a, an absolute superstar. Let's get out to uh, Paul in San Marcos. Marcus. Paul, you're next up with Coach John Cantero. Welcome to the program today. How are you? Uh, great, Coach. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, so I had one of those dads that uh, used to always want to take all our vacations by car. You know, we had to drive all the way up the coast, I and mean, we could never fly anywhere. So we'd made it up from uh, from uh, Oceanside up to uh, Malibu Beach area, and I uh, went into a restaurant. And at the time, I was a huge uh, Los Angeles Dodger fan. Of course, I'm, I'm Padres now, but back then I was a big Dodger fan. I was like 74, like 11. And uh, I see Dusty Baker standing at the counter about to place his order, and I'm huh. talking to my dad's shirt. I'm like, "Hey, Dad, there's Dusty Baker." He's like, "Are you sure?" And of course, you know, of course, I was totally sure because I had, like, you know, I was obsessed with baseball cards and baseball. And, you know, I'm still a big baseball guy, but you know, at that, at that time, the Dodgers uh-huh. were, were were really big, and and, and you know, Dusty was uh, really nice and cordial. And my mom was digging around for a scrap of paper and a pen. She could barely find anything, so he finally asked the clerk, "Hey, you know, <laughs> do you have a paper and pen you could spare?" And, he signed it for me. He was really nice. I mean, he was, he was you know, quiet but, but nice and friendly. And I have that still framed up next to uh, my son's Bruce Bochy autograph. After we ran into uh, Bruce Bochy at uh, at the uh, Sports Authority in Escondido before it closed. So you know, it said uh, mine said to uh, to Paul, best wishes from Dusty Baker. And my son says to Paul, uh, play hard from Bruce Bochy. Those are still framed up in our little sports wall of the house. You know, so that was my first guy was Dusty Baker. Oh, that's great, Paul. Hey, thanks for uh, sharing that. I really appreciate that, and uh, thanks for tuning into the program and look forward to visiting with you another time. You and the family, stay safe. Love the show. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Appreciate that uh, as well, Paul. Thank you so much. Jay and Shula Vista next up on the John Contero Show on 97.3 The Fan. Jay, how are you today? I'm real good, Coach, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Uh, well, thanks for calling in. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. They run a great show. That man, everybody over there doing a great job. But back in 1975, uh, in 1975, I was out at Jack State University, and the spring of that year, Walter uh-huh. Payton, Robert Zeal, and uh-huh. Ricky Young all got drafted at the same time. So uh-huh. I got to know the well, and Jack Slater was like a year behind. You know, so that was my first encounter uh, with pro athletes. Wow. Ricky Young, Walter Payton, uh, Robert Brazil, you said? Yeah, Robert Zeal. Payton was drafted number four in the nation that year. Robert Zeal was drafted number seven. I'm not sure. I think the Chargers took a Ricky Young in the second round. And, you know, Jack Slater. Yeah, Ricky Slater, Young, yeah, yeah that's a, absolutely. Oh, that's that, that's yeah. great stuff. Uh, so you got to meet Walter Payton. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was a great person. I tell you, you, you can't beat a better person, you know. I knew him pretty well, just hanging out with him and stuff. Uh, small forward there with my high school buddy named Henry Ward. He played in the ABA with San Antonio a couple of years. So I hung around out there all the time, around the athletic tower. So I got to meet Walter pretty well. 
Oh, that's great, Jay. Uh, those are some great names. Uh, Robert Brazil, Ricky Young, uh, Walter Payton. Uh, that's great stuff. Hey, thanks for sharing that. Hey, uh, Coach, one other thing. Do you know that Ricky Young is Walter Payton, uncle by marriage? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they married. Uh, you know, a large family have a, a niece and an auntie about the same age. They married two girls, Connie and uh, – and her auntie was about the same age, so Ricky Young married the auntie. Oh, you know what? I'm going to look that up tonight. Uh, I'm going to just, you know, I sit around here at night sometimes, Jay, just uh, I, I Google old-time football players or basketball players or baseball players or, you know, track and field athletes and try to increase my knowledge. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do that tonight. But, hey, I appreciate you calling in and sharing that. Thanks so much. All right, yeah, Coach. Y'all be safe. All right, you as well. Let's tuck in one more call before we get to a break. Uh, Tim and Fallbrook, thanks for waiting. You're on with Coach John Cantera on 97.3 The Fan. How's it uh, going up there in Fallbrook today? Hey, real good. Thanks uh, for taking my call. And I'm kind of new to the area and really uh, enjoy your show. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So I was living up in Northern California in a little town called Little River in Mendocino County working at a golf store, uh, golf course. And one day this guy walks in and I, I recognize him. Um, it's Duke Snyder. And, uh, oh, we yes. start talking and he, he decides uh, he's got a game. He's going to go out and play. And then, you know, one thing led to another, a couple coworkers said that explained the story that he and his wife come up a couple months a year from Fallbrook, which is just a coincidence uh-huh. that I live here now, but, um, kind of a long story short, um, got to know him, got to be a part of a foursome where we played every Tuesday for about two years before his health started to decline. But uh, one of the first times we played, I'm being from Northern California, huge, huge Giants fan. I'm sporting my Giants shirt, and we're standing on the second tee, and he kind of looks over at me and says, hey, what happened? Did you lose a bet and have to wear that shirt or what? So got kind of a chuckle out of that. And just like I said, just became a, a wonderful man, Hall of Famer. One of the guys in the group, the first time we played, Ask him for an autograph, and all he had was a scorecard. The following Tuesday, he comes back with four, I believe, 1959 World Series replica balls autographed and gave us all, all a ball. Duke Snyder was a hell of a guy. You know, I didn't know Duke real well. I did know him. Uh, I had him on my program, had a great interview with him. Somewhere in my archives, I've got that, and I'd have to find Uh the equipment to be able to play. It was a number of years ago, but I'll never forget Duke Snyder. uh, When Dave Winfield was getting uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame, I was doing shows from the Hall of Fame that week, and Duke came in Uh for a get-together one night with all the other Hall of Famers as I'm getting ready to uh, get off the air. And he comes over during the break. He goes, hey, Coach, he goes, I was listening to your show the other day, and there was something you said that I disagreed with, but I, I can't remember what it is now. And I said, uh, Duke, I, I, he looks at me, and I go, thanks for listening. And I can tell you that his <laughs> son, Kurt Snyder, who played at Fallbrook High School, uh, Kurt lives up in the Los Angeles area. He hits me up with a note every once in a while. And, uh, you know, he's been a big uh, listener to my program over the years. But uh, Duke Snyder was a marvelous man. I was a big fan of his. Yeah, he was a class act. And like I said, being a Giants fan, that didn't matter. I mean, he was just such a down-to-earth guy and just just wonder, you know, when you stand around on the golf course waiting to hit shots or waiting on other groups, he would just tell these stories, and it was just like, you know, a kid in a candy store. It was so fun just taking it all in. 
Absolutely. Well, hey, Tim, I appreciate it, and thanks for uh, being a listener to my program. I appreciate the nice compliment and look forward to hearing from you again up there in the brook. All right, you got it, Coach. Take care. All righty. Uh, t- uh, t- Tim and Fallbrook, a new uh, a gentleman to the area, listen to the program. I like to hear that. Uh, we're past the bottom of the hour, but uh, when we come back, we're going to get into a little NFL draft talk. But coming up next, uh, the fan is helping San Diego stay connected. Here's your latest news update from Radio.com. A 142 the time, and want to remind everyone, all guests on the John Contero Show come via the SDCCU fan hotline. SDCCU remains open. Rest assured, your funds are federally insured by the NCUA, and for details or to find a branch open near you, visit sdccu.com. We're going to get to uh, uh, the NFL draft momentarily. we got to Bench the Coach coming up here shortly. Uh, Braden, uh, what direction are we going today on Bench the Coach? And, again, uh, people will be playing for a $50 gift card uh, courtesy of Panera. Can you name the Padres pitchers to start a postseason game for the Padres? Okay, I think I might be able to come up with uh, one or two on that. So that'll be coming up here in about 10 minutes. And, again, you're playing for a $50 Panera gift card. Uh, Steven Carlsbad, thanks for waiting. You're on with Coach John Cantero on 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's a fun topic. Well, hey, I appreciate you making that phone call. Yeah, so this is probably back in 1979. Um, I was a seven-year-old kid in Jupiter, Florida, and uh, it was Little League opening day, and this guy comes out to the mound to talk to all the kids. There's probably, you know, 100 kids, and he's wearing his World Series uniform, fully dressed up to the nines, and his name was Bob Shaw. He's an old pitcher back in, uh, back in the day, 1960s. Yeah, he, uh, he was on that Met Ball Club in 69 that won the World Series over the Baltimore Orioles, I believe. Yeah, and I think uh, he was also 1962, he was an all-star. But he just came out and just, I mean, the kids just didn't know what to think. He was dressed up in full gear, really cool. Uh, he had a claim to fame was, uh, he's got two little things. Number one is he balked more, he holds the record for the most balks in one single game. And he balked five times in one game. So he, he always made jokes about that. And then secondly, he ended up beating Sandy Colfax game one in the World Series uh, when he was on the White Sox. Uh, they lost to the Dodgers, but he did win uh, his game. So he always let everybody know about that. He was a really great guy. Yeah, you know, Bob Shaw had a, a pretty good major league career. He actually uh, passed away back in 2010. Uh, but he uh, was a National League All-Star in 62. And, uh, you know, he had a pretty good career. He played with a few different ball clubs, but overall, uh, a very uh, nice career. And uh, he had uh, a fairly, uh, I mean, he played 10 years in the big leagues. He won 108 games, lost 98, and had a 3.52 career earned run average and played with uh, about uh, seven uh, different teams, I believe. Yeah, and you know what else, Coach? He was, he after playing days, he went into coaching, and that was his passion, and he ended up taking our little, uh, the 1986 Jensen Beach team to the uh, the American Legion World Series, and they won that. So that was a big deal for our town, kind of like these guys up here in uh, Encinitas or Chula Vista winning the Little League World Series. So they won that American Legion uh, tournament. And one of his favorite players on the team was the catcher, who was a friend of mine, neighbor. His name was Kevin O'Sullivan. 
And Kevin is now the head coach of the uh, National Championship Florida Gators baseball team. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, uh, Bob Shaw, I know he uh, spent time uh, down in Florida quite a bit because he, at one point in time, he actually coached in the Dodger organization. I don't know if he managed the ball club down in Daytona, but I know he uh, spent time down there as a coach or manager. And then uh, for a short period of time, I believe, uh, and, you know, my memory kind of fading a little bit on Bob Shaw, but I think he also was a pitching coach uh, at a period of time for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Yep, I think that's right. Um, anyways, fantastic guy. He always signed autographs for the kids around town. Ended up doing a lot of real estate development down there. And, uh, yeah, of course, the, we were sorry to see him pass back several years ago. But thanks for taking my call, Coach. Yeah, that's great. Uh, good stuff, Steve. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Good stuff uh, today. You uh, you listeners, when I throw topics out like this, you, you listeners hit home runs. I mean, that was great. Some some great names today. And again, if you're just joining the program, I threw this out today. Who was the first pro athlete you ever met? And I mentioned Goose Tatum for myself uh, back in '65 when they played at Bing Crosby Hall uh, at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, and the other three athletes I met that year. Just so happened, uh, my dad. My dad was great. My dad was a sports guy, and he knew that his little boy loved sports even at a young age. And I was seven years old. We went to this. Uh, dinner over at uh, uh, the racetrack. It was a Charger, uh, uh, kind of the Charger annual dinner where they gave out the awards. And Lyle Bond, who used to be the TV guy on, on uh, uh, Channel 8, he was the lead uh, TV guy. At one time, he was also the voice of the Chargers. But Lyle Bond was the master of ceremonies, and they had Herb Trevino, a kicker, Dick Westmoreland, a defensive back, and uh, Bud Whitehead, a defensive back. They were all there, and I got all three of their autographs, including Lyle Bond, uh, that night. Braden, I want to get to uh, talk a little bit about the draft. We've been teasing, and we've had so many phone calls today, haven't been able to get to it. Uh, but uh, NFL.com uh, uh, came up with their uh, top two picks for all 32 teams. And why don't you start at the top with the NFC? All right, let's get to the NFC. And uh, we only have like a couple minutes where we got to get the bench the coach. Uh, starting with the. Uh, uh, we'll get through a couple here. Arizona Cardinals, uh, they wanted them to draft an offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas and Zach Moss, running back out of Utah, uh, as their uh, first two picks. Falcons, Clavon uh, Chasen, who I've seen a lot as an edge rusher at LSU, and Marlon Davidson telling to tell the Falcons to do a, a defensive line approach. Uh-huh. Carolina Panthers, uh, Derek Brown, defensive tackle, and Christian Fulton, a cornerback to try to stir up their defense. The Bears, uh, Cesar Ruiz, a center out of Michigan, and Jeremy Chin, uh, a safety out of Southern Illinois. So you get some defensive help uh, and uh, solidify that offensive line a little bit more uh, for Mitchell Trubisky slash Nick Foles uh, for that quarterback competition. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. I'd imagine the Cowboys are going to go defensive heavy in this year's draft. Detroit Lions, Jeff Okuda, Ohio State, Navelle Gallimore of defensive tackle from Oklahoma uh, defensively for the Lions as well. Anything stick out to you the first couple teams there? Uh, well, I'm a big uh, Jeff Okuda fan. I, I think I know everybody's talking about his uh, teammate uh, uh, is supposed to, to be the guy, uh, uh, Young, uh, the big defensive lineman. Uh, but I, I like Okuda. I mean, this guy's an All-American. He's coming out of year early. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, an outstanding player right from day one, probably headed to the Lions. Uh, and I think, you know, with the third overall pick, he'll he'll go behind Burrow and Chase Young, and he'll be number three overall, uh, going to a rough uh, situation. But uh, this guy can really play. I think, I know Young is considered the best guy in the draft, 
But this kid, Okuda, is not far behind. Let's get to some of the NFC teams before we get to bench the coach. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Jalen Johnson, quarterback, cornerback out of Utah, K.J. Hambler, wide receiver out of Penn State, Rams, Cesar Ruiz, offensive line for Michigan. Uh, we talked there with the uh, Bears potentially drafting him and Josh Uchi, uh, an edge rusher from Michigan as well. Minnesota Vikings, uh, Yuta Gross Matos, an edge rusher out of Penn State, Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor, New Orleans Saints, Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. I think that would be a very interesting pick uh, for New Orleans to get a quarterback to replace Drew Brees, who already assigned a contract to be on TV after his playing days are over. Uh, Meek Robertson, cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. New York Giants, uh, Mekki Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville. Curtis Weaver, edge rusher out of Boise State. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. And Bradley Anay, edge rusher out of Utah. I like both those picks potentially for the Eagles as well. Bradley Anay, a pretty stud uh, edge rusher out of Utah. And of course, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, a nice offensive weapon for the Philadelphia Eagles after they lost a, a couple of players, including Nelson Aguilar. But uh, middle pack there, what sticks out to you? I think the Jordan Love quarterback pick for the Saints is very intriguing. I think Jordan Love, uh, I think that's a real reach. Uh, I, I think I don't think he's a first-round pick, first of all, and I think people are trying to make him a first-round pick. We heard what uh, Dan Schonke had to say from our lad's draft guide earlier in the program. He thinks he's a developmental guy. Uh, if you took him and he went up there uh, to maybe work uh, uh, with, uh, you know, a Pete Carroll or, or a Russell Wilson, but they're also up in Seattle. They're looking at Jalen Hurts right now. I think Jordan Love, for me, uh, is, is definitely a second-round pick, but everybody seems to want to, uh, you know, make him a first-round guy. I'm not sure anybody's going to pull the trigger on him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, they've got him going to Philadelphia with the 21st overall pick. Uh, big fan of him. I think he's got a chance to be really, really good in the NFL. Uh, real quick, let's get to the last couple uh, teams here. Niners, Seahawks, Bucks, and Redskins. Niners, Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. That'd be a good pickup for San Francisco. Get some offensive weapons uh, for uh, their offense. Of course, Lloyd uh, Cushenberry, offensive line for LSU. Seattle Seahawks, Ross Blacklock, uh, defensive lineman at TCU, or Jalen Rieger, wide receiver out of TCU. Seahawks, of course, have drafted a handful of uh, TCU Horn Frogs the last couple of years, including their center, Joey Hunt. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jedrick Willis, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Clyde Edwards, Hilari, running back out of LSU. Washington Redskins, Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. And Brian Edwards, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Uh, Ross Blacklock would be a big pickup for Seattle. Defensive line rise. I also am intrigued by Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback for Alabama, getting drafted by the Redskins when they just drafted Dwayne Haskins a year ago. Well, I'm not concerned. Uh, you know, I'm not sure Tua is going to be a great NFL quarterback. I love the guy. I'm kind of along the lines of Dan Schock. I really like everything this guy brings to the table, but that injury history. And again, you got to look at the receivers he was thrown to. I mean, Henry Ruggs the third, and and uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, they've had some unbelievable guys down there uh, in his career. So uh, he not he may not have as good a receiving core when he gets to the NFL that he had at Alabama. Uh, but in a Blacklock, your guy out of TCU. Uh, I think he, he's got a chance to be a pretty good NFL player for a, a long period of time. So we'll see how that goes. But I know we need to get to bench the coach. It's time to test your San Diego sports knowledge and see if you have what it takes to try and bench the coach on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Coach, I kind of teased it earlier. Mike in San Diego is trying to take you down. Mike. Coach has been winning Hello. way too much of the last couple uh, weeks or so. He's got six straight. you got to knock him off that streak. Sound good to you? Hey, Mike, how are um, you? Let me see if I can do it. All good, right, coach. Mike. How are you? 
if you're able I'm to doing do that. Well, and you're playing for a fifty dollar gift card, uh, courtesy of Panera. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're able to do that, you will get fifty dollars to Panera. In order to knock off Coach, you're going to have to tell me on this list uh, some Padres players, pitchers who have started a postseason game for the San Diego Padres. There is a little bit under fifteen, about fifteen pitchers that have done it. You name me a pitcher, you get a point. Coach names me a pitcher, he gets a point. First one to three will win the contest. Mike, you've played this game before. Can you give me a pitcher for the San Diego Padres that has started a playoff game for the San Diego Padres? Uh, Let's go with Shao. That's right. Eric Shao was the first ever uh, Padre to, uh, well, he's, he's listed on the name first, but he... Uh, started a game in the uh, NLCS and the uh, World Series back in 1984. On to you, Coach. All right, I'll go with uh, Ed Whitson. Ed Whitson on the same team, did the same thing. Started an NLCS in 84 and a World Series game in 1984. One point each. Mike, back to you. How about Kevin Brown? Kevin Brown uh, started a game in the NLDS and in the World Series to the San Diego Padres in 1998. Of course, the uh, legendary ace in the one year here as a Padre. That gives Mike a 2-1 lead. Over you, Coach. On to you. I'll uh, go with Sterling Hitchcock. Sterling Hitchcock is correct. He also did it in the NLDS and the World Series in 1998. Mike, if you give me one more pitcher that started a postseason game for the San Diego Padres, you will win a $50 gift card to Panera Bread. On to you, uh, Mike. So we said Shao, right? Correct. You said Shao, you said Whitson, you said Brown, and you said uh, Hitchcock. Uh, did Coach say Andy Ashby? He did not. That is correct. Andy there Ashby. You go, Mike. Hey, congratulations. Great. Awesome. All right, That's Mike. great, and uh, congratulations. You've won a $50 Panera Bread e-card, and you stay on the line, and uh, we'll get all your information. All right. All right, Braden, uh, you want to finish uh, the whole list? Uh, yes, uh, Andy Ashby is one of the only pitchers to do it on two different teams for the San Diego Padres, by the way. Uh, very small list right there. Him and uh, Joey Hamilton. Uh, Eric Shaw, Mark uh-huh. Thurman, Ed Whitson, uh, Tim Lawler, they all did it in 1984. 1996 team had Joey Hamilton, Scott Sanders, and Andy Ashby. 1998 had Kevin Brown, Andy Ashby, and Sterling Hitchcock, as well as Joey Hamilton. 2005, your starting pitchers were Jake Peavy, Pedro Estacio, and Woody Williams. In 2006, Jake Peavy, David Wells, Chris Young, and Woody Williams. That, that was the f- last four pitchers to start a postseason game for the San Diego Padres. PV Wells, Chris Young, and Woody Williams. How about that? Well, pretty good pitchers. I mean, Woody, after he left here, he went to St. Louis and had some big years with the Cardinals and became a real fan favorite there in St. Louis. Uh, yes, but it's kind of sad that none of those players are playing anymore. In fact, David Wells is now oh, the uh, is now the uh, pitching coach or no, the uh, head baseball coach at Point Loma High School. At least well, the last he was. He retired after last year. Oh well, didn't have to coach this year, I guess. No, not at all. I didn't have to worry about that. Hey, all uh, by the way, uh, Panera Bread, uh, we're uh, giving out an e-card uh, uh, for that uh, win today, and you can order online at PaneraBread.com or in the app. Uh, they'll have your carryout order ready for you with rapid pickup or uh, bring it right to your door with uh, con- contactless delivery. We're available introducing Panera Grocery from our uh, pantry to yours. Groceries uh, get through with uh, fresh produce, milk, bread, and more now available. For more information and other chance to win, go to 97.3thefansd.com. We'll come back with hour number two of the John Contreras Show on 97.3 The Fan.
Thanks for downloading the John Kintura Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.